Thank you for tuning into my podcast. I'm so grateful for your time and your interest. I'd like to share a few brief reflections on a principle of Jesuit spirituality called Cora Personalis, a Latin phrase which means care for the person. The term is often used to describe the holistic education Jesuit schools provide. This is an approach to teaching and learning that seeks to develop the head, hands, and heart of each student, an education that tends to the nurturing of the intellect, the social conscience, and the spiritual dimensions of each individual. Cora personalis is also used to describe the sense of care for the needs and identity of each student. Sometimes it is referenced in the context of the duty of administrators and Jesuit leaders to exhibit care and concern for those who work within their institutions. The phrase Cora Personalis was not actually used by St. Ignatius and the early Jesuits. It came into the parlance in the 20th century through letters and homilies delivered by Jesuit superiors, notably Fathers Wolodymyr Ledochowski, who was the superior general in the 1930s into the 40s, and Father Pedro Arupe, who was the superior general in the 1960s and 70s. The term gained serious traction in Jesuit school jargon in the 1990s. All of the uses of Cora Personalis I've just described are consistent with principles of Ignatian spirituality and can arguably find roots in Ignatius's letters and instructions. I'd like to highlight, however, how Cora Personalis can be interpreted as a call to self-care, to the recognition of human limits, and as an antidote to the workaholism and pathological busyness of our contemporary American culture. You see, in Ignatius's day, Catholics tended to fetishize saints who literally worked themselves to death. To labor to the point of exhaustion was seen as a kind of admirable martyrdom when being eaten by lions or torched by the Roman emperor was no longer a way to give one's life for Christ. Among the favorite saints of this period were Elizabeth of Hungary, who died at 24, Catherine of Siena, who died at 33, and Anthony of Padua, who died at 36. Part of this spirituality of overwork stemmed from the medieval people's concerns about their eternal salvation. They tended to focus on God's justice and judgment. That is, if they wanted to create a better chance of getting into heaven, they believed that one ought to live an ascetical monastic life or work yourself to death for Jesus. This is where Ignatius's approach to spirituality was innovative and ran against the grain. He intentionally rejected this misguided holy workaholism. He believed and taught that we are playing the long game. There is much work to do in what he called the help of souls. It does no one any good to quickly burn yourself out in what he called zeal not according to knowledge. In Latin, zealous non secundum scientium. Rather, we need to pace ourselves and tend to self-care. This will ultimately allow us to be more fruitful over a lifetime. Here's a great, a great quote from a letter he wrote to a Portuguese Jesuit community. He says, Without moderation, good turns into evil and virtue into vice, and numerous bad consequences ensue, contrary to the one proceeding in this way. The first is that it makes a person unable to serve God over the long haul. Unquote. 
Interestingly, Ignatius also wrote in some detail about how Jesuits should go about this spiritual task of moderation. For example, he wanted each Jesuit community to have what he called a villa house in the country, where they could go to rest, relax, and recharge. And he chided a group of Jesuit scholastics who were engaging in severe fasting and dedicating themselves to long periods of private prayer when they were supposed to be studying philosophy. Ignatius knew that they would be more fruitful in the long term by dedicating themselves to their studies now. He wanted them to take care of themselves and keep their priorities in order. Ignatius's notions of self-care reflect the role modeling of Jesus himself. Several times in the Gospels, when the crowds were becoming too overwhelming, Jesus simply walked away and went to a deserted place to be alone. He apparently did not see it as a good of God to allow oneself to be crushed and exhausted by saying yes to every request, by acceding to every demand. When he reached his limits, he took care of himself by simply walking away. Among the most admirable traits of Jesuit education, I feel, is that we do focus on the development of the whole person. I'd like to invite us to recover the self-care sense of Cora Personalis. Among the wisest lessons I've received from my mentors is the truth that you can't care for and serve anyone else if you yourself are sick or dead. To serve the greater glory of God, to do that which will bring about the universal good, we need to have a sound mind and a sound body. Ignatius teaches us that rest, leisure, relaxation, and generally taking care of ourselves among the primary ways we cooperate with God's sacred work of saving souls. Again, I thank you for your time and for listening. You're in my prayers. God bless you. And let's go into a few moments of quiet meditation.